Everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to a very spooky edition of Real Extra. Ooh, Ooh. hi, it's a uh, Real Extra. Yeah. Halloween. Spooktacular. Yeah, yeah. Halloween adjacent Real Extra. <laughs> we are talking about the Marvel Halloween special on Disney Plus, Werewolf by Night. Yes. So it's been out for a while. It's been out since earlier this month, but we wanted to do an episode closer to Halloween. Um. So that's what we're doing. Deal with it. <laughs> People out in the world. Get over it. Um, Werewolf by Night is an interesting, like, 50-some-odd-minute uh, kind of short film uh, that Marvel put out. It was very nifty to see. Uh, stylized, like, old horror films that follows uh, the titular Werewolf by Night, Mr. Jack Russell, as he goes into uh, the Bloodstone compound to participate in a uh, like a hunt in order to save his friend who happens to be the target of the hunt. Um, he is clearly masquerading as somebody who he's not. Uh, we get introduced to various hunters that are, as far as I can tell, not important to anything Marvel-related and are just here for this particular show. Uh, and he gets help from Elsa Bloodstone, who is there to claim her father's legacy uh, despite being estranged from him and being estranged from her stepmother, who is an absolute bee. <laughs> She's very unpleasant. <laughs> it's cool. It's very stylized. It's very old school. It's all shot in black and white, except for the very end. Uh, and it was very neat. T, thoughts? Yeah. So I think my favorite thing about this is that because they leaned so heavily into the old school horror, there were some shots in it that were spooktacular, and pun intended. They played with things like static shots and slow zooms and slow pans. I think my favorite scene in the whole show is actually when we see slash don't see the transition of Jack into the werewolf. Because mm -hmm. they do it in such a clever way. You know, werewolf transformations are some of the most iconic parts of horror films. I mean, American Werewolf in London and The Howling and all of those movies. And, and even some of the, like, original Wolfman transitions. They're hugely iconic and important to horror movies and the development of, like, how horror is depicted and the gruesome nature and, and all those things. What was cool about this is that obviously Disney has limitations on what they can do. There was some goriness in this movie that I was not anticipating, which I thought was spectacular. But to avoid a like full CGI or doing a full like slow build, watching his fingers change the whole way to the full, you know, extent of the transformation, they do it in shadow. You are watching Elsa be horrified, and on the back wall behind her, you see the transformation of Jack into the werewolf. 
it was so well done. It was so classic feeling. It was this epic slow zoom into her face with him turning into this monster off screen, but still before you. It was so well done. It mm-hmm. made me just so happy as a horror movie buff. I felt like this was a love letter. Yeah. It was so nice. It uh yeah, and it was the entire thing was stylized top to bottom. And you know, even from being shot in uh black and white, which I found out later was apparently so that they could kind of skirt around the gore. Um, oh, smart. and avoid a TVMA rating, which they did. They got a TV14, which apparently the director was like, wow, didn't see that happen. <laughs> um, How did we pull that off? <laughs> and that is in part to it being in black and white, but in, being in black and white adds to the feel of everything. Uh, I believe it was shot on a soundstage. If it wasn't, it feels a lot like it was shot on a soundstage, which yeah. is awesome. Like, just adds to the kind of old school movie feel of it that claustrophobic Uh, vibe yeah and there were a lot of shots and a lot of decisions made with the camera uh that felt very old school very not modern camera techniques um and it was cool it was it was i think that's some of my favorite stuff that's been coming out like favorite individual bits it's been coming out from Marvel is when they get these like teams on that are so capable of homaging older stuff. Yes. Um, you know, WandaVision, that's how it was. It was it was this beautiful, like really well done homage to these old films and old TVs. Yeah. And this was very much the same. It was very much this really well done homage. To and you just like you know not everything has to be that way. I'm not saying every horror movie that comes out from here on needs to be like an homage to the old black and white horror films, but it'd be cool to see more because this was really neat. This was really really fun, and those those movies in and of themselves, in being classic, also just have this kind of fun vibe that if you have better technology to add in CGI things or cooler prosthetics than what they could do back in the day or you know better scores and you know a more diverse cast and stuff like that like you can make old movies feel really really fun and really new and fresh and uh i don't know it's it's cool it's it's a cool it's a cool way of making a film that i don't think is being done enough so it's cool to see marvel utilizing that from time to time marvel and disney utilizing that from time to time Especially with comics, since they're so steeped in history. Uh, Man-Thing was dope. Hell yeah. Loved Man-Thing. <laughs> uh, I loved how intense they went with his, like, setting people on fire thing. His, like, those who know fear burn at the touch of the Man-Thing. Um, it was cool. It was, it, was, it was neat. I wish they had done, I think, toward the end we see... Because they made a full, like prosthetic animatronic apparatus um for man thing and i think we kind of saw it toward the end but it had a lot of cg touch up i think it would have been cool to have it be a bit more practical i think more practical effects in general would have been pretty cool otherwise it was it was fun it was a short horror story it feels like you know a lot of the halloween one-offs that come out uh comics wise from all the companies during this time of year felt like that but on screen uh elsa was cool she handled that role really well uh 
you know, it's it's tough to represent Elsa a hundred percent properly on screen because she swears like a sailor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> would have been kind of funny for them to have some sort of like old-fashioned bleeping or something like every time yeah. she goes to swear the like film like like kind of messes Jolts. up you know what i mean yeah, yeah and um i think that would have been funny but it was it was cool the werewolf sequence was cool i don't understand the time variance authority but they're not the time variance authority according to everyone who made this movie involvement it, that that felt kind of weird for me uh just the dudes with the like cattle prods yeah like why are they there in, if they're in, not like, body armor TVA. well and my thing is this whole compound is like look at we're like generations of hunters and we've been hunting monsters for years and years and we all use swords and maces but when it's when the shit hits the fan it's like call in the dudes in the football pads with the cattle prods it's like <laughs> i don't it's a weird Like, choice. I understand all the people online that are making theories about, like, oh, it was the TVA. Apparently, the director and producer have both said multiple times, and they're, like, tired of being asked if it was the TVA, have said that it's not the TVA. It would make sense if it was the TVA, because, you know, Man-Thing's connection to the nexus of all realities and how Loki yeah. ended with there being, like, a huge bunch of nexus and nexuses. Nexuses? Nexai? Uh, Nexal, yes. Um... <laughs> erupting from the timeline so you know maybe man thing will come back and the nexus of all realities will be important as we get into all this kang stuff and phase five and whatever but as far as this show's concerned they're just dudes in football pads with cattle prods and that's weird it was it was it's a weird choice. for for a film that was so focused on detail in the final act to just have costuming and like wardrobe and props feel so weirdly out of place yeah it was strange, especially when you're you're in the Bloodstone Manor. They have the Bloodstone, which can just like super impact monsters like the stepmom uses it multiple times to be like back werewolf and the werewolf's like, you know, and yeah. fly. why do you need cow prods? I don't know. Like, why not just have swords, chains, maces, mace, bear mace? I would have felt better if they came in <laughs> with just a crate of bear mace. <laughs> Than like spritzing everybody weird dudes in like robocop security armor with cattle prods that was strange it was strange yeah. it, it might it, it seems like it might be a small critique but i'm telling you from my loins it's a big <laughs> critique um it bothered me it fundamentally i it's i was fair. like why is the tva here and i started to look it up to see if the creator was like oh <laughs> wink you know what i mean like yeah. if it was one of those things like oh i don't know is it the tva wink but apparently they've been asked at cons multiple times and every time they're like oh it's not the tva shut up and well like, then maybe don't make okay. them look like the tva yeah i mean isn't that kind of on you bruh whatever it just didn't fit the vibe it didn't yeah. fit the vibe of the whole thing it didn't fit the like gothic aesthetic of bloodstone manor it didn't fit the like Huntery vibe, huntery horrory vibe of everything. Like it really just didn't fit anything. It didn't fit. Very strange. It didn't fit. Um. Also, on that note, like, lol, the Bloodstones put a monster in a cage that it can easily break out of. Just kind of funny. Um. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. 
She was like, haha, now you'll eat Elsa. And he's like, I'm out. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Y'all really planned for this one. <laughs> How'd he break through these iron bars so quickly? And she like walks up and breaks a piece off. And she's like, these are the chocolate bars for Easter. <laughs> damn you, Reginald, you grabbed the wrong bars. <laughs> what am I supposed to give my nieces and nephews for Easter, Reginald? <laughs> Now I want a chocolate bar. <laughs> she's like pulls the foil off and she's like, no, white chocolate again? Damn it. This is just like what happened with Nessie. Anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Nessie. <laughs> no, Nessie got out. As long as plesiosaurs are, can digest white chocolate, I guess. Dogs can, so I assume they yeah, can. Yeah, I guess right? that's the question, right? Anyway. It was cool. It was it was a good flick. I really, was, really was, want them to make more like I this. I agree. I, I would like to see I would like to see them approach Marvel horror stuff more. Yeah. Like we had the we had the Hellstrom show and did you watch it? I didn't. No one did. It doesn't exist. It's like Maroon Five fans. And oh. <laughs> Um <laughs> You know, there's just a rich this man thing. There's Werewolf by Night, the Bloodstones, all of which were in this, which was cool. We've got various Moon Knight adjacent, like, rogues gallery people. We've got Ghost Rider and all the stuff that comes along with Ghost Rider. Uh, Brother Voodoo is one. You know what I mean? Like All of the Strange Academy stuff would be really Strange cool. Strange Academy stuff is really, really dope. Uh, it, it, there's just a rich world of Marvel horror that was happening in, like the 70s and 80s and it would be really neat to see you know what i mean i'd be super down for more of that to uh to uh you know dive into those like i think it was the 70s like fear comics the ones that were like man thing for a while yeah where howard the duck first appeared and stuff and um be cool to just like have them go through those and just do like weird little anthology things of like horror related marvel things yeah you know what i mean that are inherently superhero like this wasn't a superhero story it wasn't no. a story of like i fight for justice it was a man cursed with wolf powers sneaking into the den of people that want to destroy him just trying to rescue his silly little vine friend you know what i mean and meeting with a woman who's estranged from her family yeah it was, <laughs> like that's all it was uh so i don't know cool and then i mean all the vampires and stuff you know exist in this universe so there's a lot that they could do there's plenty um so it would be it would be cool to see i would like to see them do more horror shorts and this was a nice little film you know what i mean it was like 53 minutes long title card and credits included i think um like that's nice it's just a nice like oh i want to watch something but i don't want to like dedicate to a three hour like superhero epic but also 32 minute long she-hulk episodes are not enough (laughs) what do i do oh werewolf by night is here to save the day we demand more (laughs) but not too much more like a moderate amount of more yeah right like give me the give me the sweet potato fries on the side of my burger, not just the burger. Yeah. 
you know, not sweet potato fries and a burger and a milkshake. That's too much. Yeah, too many, too many, too many calories. I'm just hungry. Um, <laughs> I don't really remember what we were talking about, but honestly, I just could use some food. Anyway, yeah. Halloween! If you want more Cover B, you can find us on our website, coverbpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Cover B Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes, indeed. And as always, uh, thank you for listening. I have been Chris. This has been T. And you have been having a spooky time with Cover Cover B. B. Blah!